When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where I talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with Tim Campos. He's the former chief information officer at Facebook and is now the CEO of Woven, which is reimagining the way people use their calendar so they can spend time on what matters most to them. In this conversation, we're going to talk about what is broken with the calendar, what he's trying to do to fix the calendar, and it's a lot more complex a problem than you would think. Not only that, but we'll touch on how one of the other big problem apps of productivity, email, in its various forms, connects with the calendar as well as when maybe it should or shouldn't, and just overall dive into why calendars can be a killer of productivity and what to do about it. And personally, I've actually taken a look at Woven and adopted it, and I think it might be something worth looking at for you as well. But you'll hear more about it in this conversation with Tim Campos. Well, this week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show, Tim Campos. Tim, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We've got a lot to talk about. We can talk about time. We can talk about calendars and email, all of the above. I mean, ultimately, what we'd be talking about really is where you lean on the software and AI and IT side of things when it comes to this thing that we call communication and the barriers that are ever present in productivity to the, the flow of information. Oh, wow. So, uh, you just (laughs) outline like, uh, that's almost like a meaning of life type. Uh, It it is. Yeah. So if, you know, if you didn't know, um, but I, I (laughs) I would love for you to maybe set the context here real quick for, you know, some of your experience where you've dealt with, that exact, uh, well, uh, you know, life outline that I just gave you. Sure, sure. Well, so, um, you know, productivity in many respects, I actually didn't realize this until after the fact. Productivity has been a huge part of my life from the beginning of my professional career. I, I started off as an intern at this company called Sybase, and I was doing a job there that to me was kind of boring, but it paid. And so I spent all the free time that I had automating my job. And uh, I was so successful at this. I was able to uh, quintuple the throughput of what I was doing without and actually reduce the amount of time during the day that it took me to do that. It was an eight hour job. I got it down to two and I was able to do five times as much work. And uh, my accomplishments here earned me a, a full time role at Sybase that I had throughout college. But it really got me on this whole thing of, you know, how do you take the work out of work? How do you, how do you get to be more productive? And, uh, that got me into enterprise software, um, because I like to get paid for the things that I do and enterprises want to pay people to be more productive. That got me to be a, a CIO, uh, later in my career. Um, first at a company called KLA Tencore and then at a, a much uh, more well-known company called Facebook. And uh, it also helped me uh, motivate me to start the company that uh, uh, I'm the CEO of now called Woven, um, which is a productivity software company. So I'm really, really passionate about this space and finding ways to help people get more done with less effort. With Woven being a calendar company, or, or the main product being in the calendar space. I'm curious because I know that at some point in the past, and maybe not now, maybe Woven has changed this, but I know at some point in the past, you hated calendars. Can you oh, explain I, what you mean by that? I still hate <laughs> calendars. They, they are the bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the first part is, uh, you know, it, I as I got busier in my career, my calendar started to become 
more than just my to-do list. Like if it wasn't on my calendar, I didn't do it. And if it was, I did. And I, I had an admin at uh, KLA Tinkor who um, she ran an experiment to see how far she could push this. So while I was on a trip to India, she put in uh, my calendar to go uh, get her a, a small gift uh, in, you know, the like, you know, late afternoon of one of the days that I was there. And lo and behold, that's exactly what I did. And so, you know, <laughs> she pointed out to me afterwards, she's like, I think that if I told you to jump off a bridge, you probably would do it. And I responded to her by saying, yeah, if there was enough travel time to get to the bridge, I would. So the calendar has very much become this like codification of my life because I'm so busy. I can't, uh, you know, I can't be in two places at once and I need to have a good system to help keep track of it. That's not where the, the hate relationship comes. Where the hate relationship comes from, one, it's so burdensome to manage. Uh, it's, you know, just the whole process of creating a calendar event and editing the event and sending the event to other people. It's cumbersome. It's not like other systems where, you know, for me to send a text message to somebody, I don't even have to touch the phone. I can say, Hey Siri, send a text message to Shannon and it will uh, do the things I could be careful here. Cause Siri's yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> be careful, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's super easy to, to do that kind of communications. Calendars are not that way. Uh, I, I can ask Siri to try to create a calendar event. She'll do it all wrong. But the second thing, and this is particularly true in corporate environments, they break and they break in really uncomfortable ways where uh, calendar events get dropped or you have double bookings on people's calendars or you have conference rooms that get reallocated to somebody else and nobody tells you about it. And so uh, these circumstances can be quite embarrassing where you don't show up to a meeting that you were really important to or somebody shows up at your office and you weren't expecting for them or you don't have a conference room for a particular event. And so the when they don't work properly it can be such a drain on our productivity that it's amazing to me that we currently classify calendaring as productivity software. It's the anti-productivity software. This thing takes my time and it takes it. No, it, the busier you are, the more likely it is that it takes so much time. You have to hire a full-time professional to manage it for you. So I definitely have disdain for this system. I want to see it done differently. But I also have love for it. I have I've love for the the potential of it. You know, it's kind of like you know your uh, uh, you know the, the, the your black sheep child, where you have hope <laughs> and you want to see them like succeed, and and you know that they have potential, but you know they're driving you crazy that they uh, uh, you know they are constantly getting in trouble in school. Uh, the calendar has so much potential because it's so central to our lives, at least for uh, those of us that are at least moderately busy. Uh, I mean, even my wife, like her whole life is lived out of her, her calendar for all the things that she has to do with my kids and, uh, you know, for her personal life and for her professional life. So it's uh, this thing that is really important to us. And if we had it better connected to the things that we're spending our time on, the calendar has this potential to really help us spend time on what's mat what matters most. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's the mission of Woven. That is exactly what we're trying to do is to help you know, reimagine, rethink the calendar to help us spend time on what matters most. And that starts with spending less time on the administration of the calendar. Let's make the calendar smart enough to do that stuff for you. Um, but it doesn't stop there. It's it, how do we make sure that when you go into a meeting, you're sufficiently prepared? How do we make sure that for all the events that you have, all the follow-up actions are captured and executed on and, and distributed to whomever is responsible for them. Um, how do we make sure that, you know, for those events, when you're meeting with somebody new that you, uh, you know, have the appropriate briefing materials to help you understand who it is that you're meeting, what are some of the things about your uh, past that might be relevant to them and vice versa. Um, all these things are, things that the calendar has a potential to do. It doesn't currently do it today, but has a potential to do it. And that's what Woven is trying to uh, bring to market is a calendar that can do all those things. Well, and I can see I, and hear from your relating uh, your, you know, hatred for the calendar uh, as to where that is stemming from. It's because uh, often what's happening is the flow of communication or, or better yet, let me just put it as information. Uh, the, the, the flow of information, it, it's happening, but it's clogged. It's 
it's lacking context. It's lacking pre and post preparation and follow through. And so obviously it's in a sense somewhat broken a lot of the, in a lot of the similar ways that, uh, the thing that's often connected to calendars email, uh, also is. Yeah. You uh, just highlighted two really critical issues. Um, the first uh, is information flow. And, you know, having been a chief information officer, this is something I have definitely made a key part of my career for the last uh, almost two decades. And uh, the uh, there is significant um, what I call it. Uh, it's a little bit technical information asymmetry when it comes to uh, calendaring. Let's just take a simple thing. I want to meet with you. You want to meet with me. We don't know when each other can meet. That's the information gap. I don't have access to your calendar and you don't have access to mine. So what do we do? We resort to an incredibly manual process. I will look at my calendar. I will find spots that represent when I want to meet with you. I'll write them down. I'll send them to you in an email or a text message. Or maybe if we're doing this over the phone, I'll verbally share that with you. It's incredibly inefficient. I mean, this is 2019. We should be able to let machines do some of this stuff for us. So that's the first major gap of calendars is that they are fully subject to this information asymmetry. Uh, the second is context. They lack context. A meeting or an event that is on your, your calendar um, has four bits of information. It has a title. It has uh, maybe participants. Sometimes you put events on your calendar that don't have people in them. Uh, it has time and it has a description field. And that's it. So it's very hard to go to your calendar and say, hey, what are the most meaningful things I'm spending my time on? It has no idea. Or how much time did I spend with customers? It might be able to help somebody else answer that question, but it can't do it on, on its own. There's no query mechanism in Microsoft Outlook or in Google Calendar to answer that question. And there's so many things like that, which make it so that the calendar doesn't have the context and without that, you can't build the basis for automation. My calendar doesn't know that my date night with my wife, which looks exactly like uh, a dinner event with a customer, are two very different events. Uh, you know, both of them have a, a cost to move, but a different kind of cost. And so... If you could teach the calendar these things, it could be a lot more effective in helping you manage the trade-offs of rescheduling your date night with your wife versus uh, rescheduling a uh, dinner meeting with a, with a client. These are very different types of events. Or let's take another example. An interview uh, is a very different kind of meeting than uh, a one-on-one -on -one with an employee. Again, they look the same on the calendar. They are practically identical in terms of participant count, uh, the information or lack of in the description field, uh, the amount of time that they take on the calendar. So they look the same, but you're, the way that you were going to manage and prepare for those is very, very different. You know, for the interview, you need to make sure that you know what questions you're asking this candidate, that you're aware of who else this candidate has met with, not just that day, but maybe before uh, being scheduled with you. Um, you know, for the one on one, you might have a running set of uh, agenda items, things that you're discussing with your employee about uh, uh, projects that they're working on or career development objectives. So these are two very different kinds of meetings. And because the counter can't tell the difference between the two of them, it can't help us manage them uh, in the way that they need to be managed. So context and information asymmetry are, are two of the big problems with calendars and how they're built today. One of the other things that it doesn't do is necessarily differentiate between what you're using your time personally for uh, when it comes to whatever role you're in, say, uh, managerial or admin time versus, say, creator time. Oh yeah, this is a, this is a huge one. There's a great blog post, um, on maker time versus manager time. And, uh, this is something that I've definitely taken to heart. Uh, it, I was doing it, uh, uh, you know, implicitly in how I manage my time. And I didn't realize until re reading this blog post, the, the brilliance of being explicit about it. But for me, my, uh, my maker time, this is time where I'm doing something creative where I need, 
blocks of un- uninterrupted time. Um, like I'm writing a presentation or, uh, if, you know, uh, I'm a software engineer on coding or, uh, I'm, you know, preparing for, uh, a, uh, uh, you know, a, a big meeting. Uh, all these are require like big blocks of uninterrupted time. You can't do them five, five minutes at a time. And then there's all a bunch of manager stuff, um, like responding to emails and, um, you know, coordinating events and dealing with issues. And, uh, that's, that's manager time. And that thing can be done, uh, five minutes at a time. Uh, if I don't have enough manager time, things start to back up. And I don't get to, uh, and other people start to get impacted because they're waiting on, on me. Uh, if I don't have enough maker time, I don't do the things that tie to my career objectives or to the success of my company or the things that are really important. Uh, so these things have to be balanced. You can't eliminate one for the, versus the other and being deliberate about that and saying, okay, I'm going to have a certain amount of time every day dedicated to maker time and a certain amount of time dedicated every day to manager time. And then I'm going to coordinate my schedule around it. I can fragment up my manager time. That's okay. If I have to have a 30 minute call here or there, that's fine to plop in the middle of my manager time because most of the things that I'm doing there are five minutes at a time. So I'll just split up my uh, 50 different five minutes at a time things to do. If I were to do that in the middle of my maker time, uh, I kill it. If I did a 30 minute call with somebody, I kill my two hour uninterrupted interval to get this task done. Now I'm dealing with the context switch which for those types of tasks is very expensive. You know, our, our brains need time to, you know, get back into the mode of, of doing that kind of work. And uh, when you interrupt it, you kill your productivity there. So it's very valuable to them block out those different segments of your time uh, and treat them very differently. Well, and it'd be great to get to the point where uh, like an assistant would know, because they would have had conversation and context with you, which of those times is specifically less the maker time, but more the manager time, where if a managerial meeting or one-on-one that would help you do your manager job uh, needed to maybe possibly take place during a blocked-off manager chunk of time for yourself, they could approach you about, hey, here's a potential thing that's coming in. Is this high enough level or uh, high enough priority to allow it to uh, slide into that slot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these things are uh, actually, uh, this is part of how we've architected woven is to try to address this stuff so that not all meetings are of the same priority. Some meetings have are things that are urgent and some things that are important. Uh, Certain uh, things should, can occur at, at, at certain times of the day, like lunch meeting should be in the middle of the day and dinner meeting should be at the end of the day. And certain meeting types can stomp on your manager time. Um, and certain meeting types can stomp on any time. And so what you need is a system that has the contextual understanding of both what's on your calendar, how you're trying to structure your calendar and this new event that you're creating and brings the fusion of that information together uh, to make to help make suggestions or decisions on uh, how and when and maybe even whether to uh, schedule a, a, a meeting. So these are things that we have we've built into woven to make them first class citizens of the of the product by making the calendar a lot more uh, complete and um, uh, in many respects extensible. You can teach the calendar to to understand a kind of event that uh, is important to you, but that the calendar may not know anything about, like a board meeting. Right? You know, board meetings have to be this particular length and should occur with these people and in these intervals. So that's a, uh, some of the things that you have to teach the system. But once you do that, it knows how to handle that, and it knows that a board meeting is more important than maybe uh, a daily stand-up that you have. So it's okay to stomp on that particular type of event. Or it's more important than my manager time. It's okay to stomp on those things. Or even maybe know, uh, be smart enough to new, to prioritize uh, certain contacts requesting yes. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, to, uh, we we call them the 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 wasp fields. Is the who, what, when, and where, 
these are all really important things to deciding when you take an event. So who matters? It's one of the uh, most important things um, because, uh, you know, the people that you're meeting with have, um, you know, different priorities for you. Um, you know, my wife is very important. If she has something that she needs, she's, you know, very top of, of my list. Uh, you know, when I was at Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is very important. If he asked me to, you know, have a meeting with him, I would drop anything I was doing to go take care of that. So who is important? So is what, uh, you know, what gets down to your objectives? What, what problem are you trying to solve? And how does, is this event tied to that? Or is this, you know, am I doing this as in response to somebody else's need? So, you know, what those two things, uh, define the priority of, uh, an event. What is it, what is it that I'm doing and who am I doing it with Im- implicitly? Then you get into the, uh, where am I going to do it and when am I going to do it? And these two are very much intertwined. So if I'm meeting with somebody, I can meet with them, you know, this afternoon at two o'clock. But if I'm meeting with somebody in San Francisco, I can't. Uh, I have to go all the way up to, I'm in Mountain View. Uh, you know, that's an hour drive uh, from Mountain View to San Francisco. So I have to prepare for that. And generally, I don't want to spend my time in the car. So I will try to keep my San Francisco meetings collated together. So the where manages uh, matters quite a bit on whether or not you're going to take an event and when you're going to take it. Uh, and then the last piece is uh, is when, you know, the does this stomp on my manager time? Does this stomp on my maker time? Does this uh, is this time you know going to require a sacrifice in my personal life? Do I have another lower priority meeting that I need to reschedule in order to accommodate this particular meeting? So these are all the things that we already do as as humans. When we're managing events, this is not, uh, you know, new innovations or new ideas. This is how we behave. It would be great if we had a system that supported us in that process, which uh, is why we built Woven. You just reminded me one of the funny things that happens to me when I uh, schedule calls and, and they ask, oh, where is it going to be? And I was like, oh, we're going to do it on Skype, like we're talking through right now. And then populating the where in the or populating Skype in the where brings up the map of Skype's headquarters. Ah, yes. <laughs> which is of use to no one. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's uh uh that's uh, an example of uh you know sometimes calendars trying to get a little bit too smart. <laughs> yes need to, need to help them out. But uh, uh at least they try in that case. I, I I'll give the calendar a gold star for effort for uh uh, at least recognizing that when you type in Skype, uh, that could be a company. Uh, because in the case of, uh, you know, you're going to meet at uh, uh, Uber or Salesforce or something like that, uh, it, it very likely is going to be close to where, where it is that you need to be at least. But generally speaking, this all again goes back to how do you negotiate this stuff? So oftentimes the the where is an inform is information asymmetry as well. Like if I meet with somebody, if I'm introduced, uh, I've been going through fundraising, so I get introduced to VCs all the time. And some VCs are in San Francisco, some VCs are you know in the South Bay. That's an hour difference between the two, and some VCs are in both. If I don't explicitly state in the communication with them that I uh, my company is based in Mountain View, they'll offer times. Uh, or they'll ask for times and all offer times without us knowing that there's travel time for either them or for me. Um, and so we have to get that location thing off the table up front. Where are we going to have this meeting first? Now we can start talking about when is it that we're going to, uh, we're going to do things. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. 
In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic. For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch-your-own-shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety in your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort. Thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond. Again, go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond one of the other things then that i know is is tied to the information flow uh not just for the information on our calendars but information flow in general and is often tied to the calendar is like i mentioned earlier email what are your thoughts on how that's connected to the calendar well increasingly it's not i'm i'm not sure about how your life is um but, you know, for me, uh, one of the things that I saw at Facebook is what the future of work looks like. And Facebook was very much not a, an email culture. Um, it communicated over its own product. It used uh, an early version of Facebook Workplace because it was far more efficient. Um, if I were to do a communication to my organization on Facebook Workplace, I, you know, I'd write it there. If I if I had a typo in it, I could edit it after the fact. Um, if uh, I could see how many people read that uh, that post, uh, people could provide feedback and ask questions on it. And to do that over email was just uh, created a lot of additional overhead for people. You get those reply all circumstances where you send out the employee, the, the memo to your staff, and then a bunch of people say, I agree. Um, and you get, you know, a hundred I agrees. And after the 10th, you're like, can you guys please stop? Like, so, you know, Facebook workplace is much more effective for that. I mean, my company, we use Slack. Um, and we, we hardly communicate over email amongst ourselves. We use Slack all the time. Uh, it's a bit more ephemeral, important things get to the top of the list. Things that are, uh, you know, older that, um, haven't been dealt with. If they are not important, they may die on the, on the vine. If they, are uh, truly important. They'll come back up. Uh, so it has a, a natural way of curating and prioritizing uh, information. Neither of these things are email. So they don't fall subject to any of email's bad behaviors. Um, when you get into calendaring, however, how do you calendar over Facebook Workplace or how do you calendar over uh, Slack? You can't. And you need an email address in order to uh, to do that. So, uh, again, we've tried to think about ways to in- introduce the calendar in different ways, uh, you know, through things like scheduling links that don't require email so that we can accommodate environments which have moved beyond it. But the other issue with emails, is it's overused. So, you know, if I have an event with somebody, maybe there's a, a, a deck that I need to share with them ahead of time, or maybe there's some, uh, an agenda that we need to coordinate with each other on. Where do we do that? We don't do it in the calendar because multiple people can't collaborate on the events inside of the calendar. So it goes, it goes to email and that just further makes, uh, email this dumping ground of data of arbitrary priority that is not ranked, sorted, organized in any effective mechanism. And as much as people like superhuman have tried to really optimize this, it's, it's, it's really the uh, architecture of email. Overall, that is the problem. The right place to collaborate is like what we do with Google Docs, right? You collaborate inside of the doc. So you don't have to send multiple copies of a doc over and over again. Or with an Airtable, you just uh, do it right in the spreadsheet or Notion inside of the note. And with Woven, collaborate on the calendar event inside of Woven. Um, 
because multiple people can edit pieces of that calendar uh, event simultaneously in order to, at this stage, we're focused on scheduling, but in the future, manage the agenda, manage the prep activities, manage the follow-up actions. All these things can be associated with the event because at the end of the day, if the event doesn't happen, they're irrelevant. If the event moves, that is relevant to you know, those agendas and things like that. So they very much should be tightly tied to the calendar. Uh, and uh, we're enabling that type of collaboration in our product. For somebody who maybe isn't understanding the nuance that Woven is bringing to the calendar space. And uh, so, for example, let's just let's get real practical here for a second. I have been using a free version of Calendly. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware of it. I mean, you scheduled this call with me or somebody else did and then we made it happen. But uh, it, it's got the ability to I mean, the, the the one major thing that it fixes is this idea of here's a link, click it and then select a time that works for you. I've already predetermined when recording times are available for people to take. And then uh, those times become busy on my calendar and I don't have to go back and forth and say, does this work for you? Does this for- work for you? And et cetera. But beyond that, which woven does do and does more powerfully, I've already been able to see what differentiates what you're trying to do and are doing with woven from some of the existing tools that are out there for calendars. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll just give you a small example. So with Calendly, um, would you uh, schedule date night with your wife using Calendly as well? No. <laughs> Why well, not? I would say, here, here are the available nights I have this week uh, <laughs> <laughs> to my wife would not come across very well. Yeah. So okay, uh, s- several things that, 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 that we're doing is different. So going back to the Calendly example, uh, we actually really like this, this notion of the scheduling link. We think it's really powerful. Uh, but we've tried to integrate it into the calendar more directly so that it doesn't feel so impersonal, uh, as, as you described with, with Calendly. What woven scheduling links are like gifts of time and that are personally tailored to, uh, the people that you're coordinating with. So if I'm trying to have an investor meeting with this particular investor, I can give them specific times in a scheduling link that I will make available for that investor, whether or not I'm free or busy. Uh, so I can I can suggest those specific times, which is not possible in Calendly. Calendly is only going to look at my availability. Um, but the other things that uh, that we can do is uh, that you know, if you're coordinating with multiple people, well, now the one person selecting a time option doesn't really work very well. Um, you need to get feedback from multiple people. So we've built. Uh, polling, which is, uh, similar to, uh, Doodle. Yes. Uh, uh, into, into Woven. I mentioned earlier that Woven has, uh, that meetings, uh, for meetings, t- uh, the location matters quite a bit. And we've taken Google Maps and we've integrated that into the calendar so that you can see your time on a map. You can see your calendar on a map to map out how much time it's going to take to get from one event to the next and will even help you with the travel time calculations. And so what you're getting at is woven takes all these things that we already do with calendars today and brings them together into a single pane. So you have a, uh, in a sense, an all in one calendar. And by doing that, we can be a lot more intelligent about how and when we offer all these different features. Uh, so the map view isn't always available relevant when uh, I'm coordinating meetings with people who are in my office, but it absolutely is relevant when I'm coordinating with me uh, with uh, people who are, uh, you know, outside the office. And we can be smart about how we present that information. We can be smart about how we present time zone information when you're coordinating with somebody who is in a different uh, time zone or location for you. We have a, uh, a way of providing context to the calendar through what we call templates. These are predefined meetings. So you can teach the calendar all the different kinds of meetings that you have, um, you know, from, you know, date nights to interviews to customer meetings to, in your case, podcast recordings. You can have different templates for each of these that automatically format the calendar event based on what, uh, how you want them to look on your calendar, the duration, maybe you use colors, uh, the, uh, if there's other descriptive information that needs to go into the notes field, or if you use uh, our tagging mechanism, which is valuable for analytical purposes after the fact to say, how much time did I spend on a particular type of uh, activity? All this stuff can be uh, codified inside of a, a template. 
Together, what this does is reduce the administrative overhead of the calendar. So for me, when I'm trying to schedule time with uh, somebody, no matter how complicated the meeting is, it could be a board meeting with five different people. It could be, you know, drinks with some friends. It's just a couple taps for me to pick the template, decide whether or not uh, I have the information to schedule right away or if I need to offer times to the other person um, or if I want to have a group of people vote on times, send it off. And then the event will start to manage itself. Uh, people will provide feedback. If it's a one-on-one, they can schedule the time. If it's a voting link, they will just uh, provide their uh, feedback on what times work for them. I'll get the updates. And as soon as I have all the information I need, I just press one other button. Um, and now the event's on my calendar. So all this together has made my life much less about the administration and much more about the content of what I am doing. Mm. And uh, that's what we see for our uh, woven users is, you know, that when they come in and they start using the product, it takes over how they think about the calendar in a way that transforms their, uh, their scheduling behavior, their meeting behavior for everything, not just for client meetings or podcasts for everything that they do. And as such, we've gotten a lot of pressure to make sure that we have a full accounting of all of their time. So for some people, they might use Google Calendar in their personal lives, but they use uh, Microsoft Outlook in their professional lives. They want to have both in one place, uh, which is why we've been prioritizing getting uh, Microsoft Office support uh, out by the end of the year uh, to to be able to address uh, those particular needs. And as we do that, we become the only calendar out there that can fuse all of your time, regardless of where it is, into one place to allow you to quickly create, create events, easily schedule with others through scheduling links, share your availability with uh, people in very sophisticated but also secure ways, um, pull groups of people to, to schedule events, uh, and then... Uh, uh, and that's all of the things that we are, we are doing for, for scheduling. So a very sophisticated product, a very sophisticated set of capabilities, all designed to save people time. Yeah. One of the hardest things to do is manage time, not just how much you have and, and kind of keeping track of that to where you're not overloading yourself, but also then making sure you're using that time uh, in the right ways. And it can be a lot of busy work that then sucks away from the availability of time to be down all the rabbit trails of planning and scheduling and preparing and talking about the meeting instead of just having the meeting. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see this. Um, one of the things that whether it's there or not, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. And you can correct me on this, but friend of mine has been, has been for the longest time now. Uh, he asked me this cause he's like, Hey, you know, all these different like productivity tools. Is there a calendar app out there that can make it in, work for his unique situation, which I don't think is as unique as, as you think. He is a contractor or freelancer with multiple different organizations. And so he needs to kind of have some between all of those cross, uh, availability viewing, not just for himself, but kind of concurrent for all of them to see when he's available and him to see when they're available. Like it's kind of, a, a mixture there. So I don't know if that's something you have baked in yet or not. Maybe it's just something oh, yeah. to consider. It's so. actually one of, the, one of the first things that we did because uh, his problem is uh, a more sophisticated version of a problem that most of us have, uh, which is that we have, you know, at least two personas. We have a work persona and a, and a personal or a home persona. And those uh, personas oftentimes live in different calendars. So my work life, my work calendar, my personal calendar are separate and they don't talk to each other. Uh, Woven allows us to fuse those two things together. In his case, he's works for multiple people. So he's, uh, and we see this with a lot of our uh, users. They are uh, independent consultants or small business owners and they work on behalf of several different companies. And so they have calendar presence in each of these companies, but there's only 24 hours in a day. So if they take a meeting at 10 o'clock on one calendar, they are not available to take a meeting at 10 o'clock on any of their other calendars, but their calendars, you know, how, how do they know that woven solves that problem by giving them one place to share their availability across all their calendars. And it has no problem looking across multiple accounts. Yeah. So he'll be excited. Cause I, I, I'm not sure he had actually been starting to, to use woven. And I was excited to hear that. I was like, Oh, Hey, 
I, I'm talking to Tim soon. And he was excited to hear that. So <laughs> he kind of said, Hey, ask this question, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I have, uh, you know, in my uh, universe, I have four calendars that define my time. Uh, uh, one is my, my work calendar. Second is my personal calendar. I have a user onboarding calendar. Um, which comes from a different account. Uh, so when we schedule user onboarding sessions um, that uh, I'm going to be a part of, those have to take time away from the other two. Um, and I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so I have a Denver Broncos calendar. <laughs> I have to be able to watch the Broncos uh, and can't do anything else at that time. So those four things represent the fusion of my time, and I won't take events um I won't uh, set up conflicts across those because uh, Woven helps me uh, fuse that uh, the availability of those things into one view. I like the scheduling aspect, especially the the poll uh, option being integrated there. Disclaimer: like I signed up, I'm I'm in. And and by the way, I do want to say this for for a lot of people, they think, oh no, I don't want to sign up and uh, have yet another calendar. It's not having another calendar. It's almost like having What's the best way to put this here? It, it's kind of like having an intermediary that is connecting all your existing calendars together in one place. Yeah, I like to say we're bringing superpowers to the calendar. Oh, for uh, sure. Your calendar data doesn't move. So, you know, when users come into Woven, uh, today we, we only support Google. And as I mentioned earlier, we'll support uh, Microsoft Outlook later this year. But when you come into Woven, your all your Google Calendar data, uh, you know, stays in Google Calendar. Um, you can just manage it from within Woven. So if you create a new event in Woven, it will be on your Google Calendar. If somebody sends you an event to your Google Calendar, it will be in Woven. It's all seamlessly integrated. It's just one thing. So it doesn't require you to uh, to change or to uh, to leave uh, the experience that. Uh, that you're used to what it does is it makes that experience significantly better i can see that and uh you know i have kind of my i'll even say this from a user interface standpoint um it's definitely rivaling some of the ones like i I, in the end it was like oh i just need to use a calendar do i use the built-in one on whatever platform i'm using or do i pick one that's basically a skin for it woven's user interface first and foremost, as well as, you know, just the design of it uh, is definitely up there with what I've seen. And I downloaded the desktop app and this is honestly, I think it's actually going to replace my normal app. So, <laughs> oh, well, that's I'm, I'm, I'm flattered to hear that the uh, uh, I mean, for me, it definitely has um, for a while. There's a lot of features inside of woven that I am. Uh, quite dependent on, uh, like the map view is a great example because, uh, you know, if I have events that are outside of Mountain View, I need to be able to plan them accordingly. We built this thing. It's, uh, we, uh, we call it a, an auto scale. So, uh, the calendar will automatically show as much information as you have screen real estate for. So when I'm on my laptop, I can usually only see one or two weeks of time, uh, at a time. But when I'm on my uh, plugged into my monitor, I've got a lot more screen real estate. I can see three, even four weeks of time simultaneously, which is not a month view. It's just like just having four weeks side by side next to each other. And uh, there's no other counter that does this uh, this capability, but it allows me to see out into the future more what I'm doing, uh, which is really important for planning. Like I, I need to know what does next week look like. I need to know what two weeks from now looks like if I've got a big trip coming up. And I need to know that now because it affects how I might prioritize uh, things that I'm working on over the next uh, couple of weeks. So we built, you know, just little things like that. Um, lots of keyboard shortcuts, which I love uh, because, uh, you know, I like to get things done quickly. It's one of my favorite things about Superhuman is it's got, you know, so many fast, quick ways to navigate through email and, and woven is we've done a lot of the same things for navigating the calendar. Um, and so as you get to use these things, it's kind of hard to go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I also noticed because I check out a lot of different tools all of the time, uh, I immediately was looking for a tab somewhere on the site that said pricing. And then I realized that it said that it was free while it's in beta, which is currently the status as far as your knowledge you know how long are you going to be in beta and do you see different tiers or a free program and then add features on when you pay or 
Uh, what's that going to look like yeah, in well, the future? We, uh, we're actually getting close to, uh, uh, putting together the, the premium product. It'll release, uh, in the first, uh, quarter of 2020. Okay. Um, we will always have a free product. Um, we f- feel like it's valuable for people to, uh, understand the capabilities of the product, but also be able to collaborate and coordinate with other woven users, regardless of whether they're paying users. Um, and so, uh, to enable that, we'll have a free product and the, the premium product will have the more advanced features, things like analytics, um, or the ability to customize the URLs. Um, we'll probably have, if you want to have an unlimited number of templates and scheduling links, uh, those would be more available in the premium product. But if you want to have a limited number that we'd make those available in the free product, some of this stuff we're still working through. Um, but, uh, the goal here is, uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, we can accomplish the mission of helping people spend time on what matters most in order to do that. This needs to be a business that, uh, is self-sustaining. Um, but it will always be a business that is, um, uh, paid for by the, by the user, by the user that benefits from it. And, uh, as a result of that, then, you know, we'll, we'll have a, uh, uh, a premium tier and eventually we'll have something that enterprises can buy as well. Oh, and I do want to clarify, uh, you said it connects to Google. That's also the, the Google, um, not just personal Google, but like the, the enterprise version as well right now, yes. right? It'll work with G suite. It will work with Google calendar, um, and any calendars that Google has. So if, um, you use a subscribed calendar, like Team Snap, for example, for you know your kids' soccer or something, uh, all those calendars pass through into Woven um, as well. So quite uh, adept at managing any kind of calendar data that yeah. comes from. Perfect. Is Woven making you feel less of a hatred towards calendars because you're making the thing that fixes the problem? Oh, you know, I had this amazing experience the other day where I'm I'm running to a meeting in Menlo Park. And I get an email from somebody and we have an email integration inside of Woven that connects email events that are related to a particular meeting to that, uh, to that event. I got an email from a, a different uh, person saying they needed to reschedule a, a meeting I had later on in the day. And then I also got an urgent email uh, requesting that we schedule a new meeting for a third party. So I'm going to one meeting, the second meeting needs to be rescheduled and the third meeting needs to be scheduled. And I'm running to the car. I don't have any time to even hand this off to somebody else. I, uh, you know, clicked a button for the meeting that needed to be rescheduled that canceled the, the meeting. I clicked another button to offer times via a scheduling link and sent that back to the people that need to re- have it rescheduled. Uh, for the new meeting request, I created a, a, an event using a template. And this is like, you know, 15 seconds each uh, are these operations. It doesn't take long at all. So literally before a minute has passed, I have asked Woven to deal with these two events. And then I asked Woven to help me get to the third event, the the one that I was traveling to in the first place, because we have this map view in it. Get to the event. By the time I'm done with the first event, the other two have now already been rescheduled and, and are done. This is all within 90 minutes of uh, the beginning of the process. And in fact, this is what I find uh, when we look across all users that the, the median time for an event to get scheduled within Woven is less than two hours. That's the point at which you ask somebody to you know pick a time and when they actually do it. It is the fastest way to schedule. It's faster than if I had an executive assistant and I had a world-class executive assistant at Facebook. So that for me has made calendaring joyous as opposed to burdensome uh, because I can focus more on what's important. And these events to me, I mean, this is my business. It's time is money. So uh, these are good meetings to have and the more of them, the better. Uh, and the product really helps me do that. So I am getting to the point where I don't hate this thing anymore. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's doing the work for you in some senses yes. or, or, or eliminating the headache of the work that, was just taking up too much of the time. So, uh, yeah. Tim, awesome talking with you. So glad to uh, be able to do that. Let's definitely revisit this for sure. Woven, where's the best place for people to find it? Uh, it's easy. Woven.com. And yeah. uh, you can sign up right there. Uh, you can access our desktop app. You can access our uh, mobile app. And uh, it's, it's a really quick two-step sign up. Uh, it doesn't take long at all. And that's where I would invite people to go. Awesome. Tim, thank you so much for being here and talk to you again soon. Thank you.
Well, that's another podcast crossed off your podcast listening to-do list. Did you have this podcast listening time marked on your calendar? I hope that you enjoyed listening in on this conversation with Tim Campos. I know that I enjoyed having my mind opened up a bit more as to the way that calendars are failing us, but that hopefully in the future, in this knowledge work realm, we can start to get to the point where calendars are smarter and can truly help us overcome some of these productivity hurdles that we're still struggling with today. Again, I took a look at Woven and I've been using it. I think there's still some more that they're building into it that's going to make it really awesome. So anyway, check out the show notes beyond the to do list dot com slash two nine four. That's where you'll find out more information about it, as well as Tim Campos to check it out, as well as our sponsors for making this episode possible. You can check those out as well. And if, as you were listening to this episode, you thought of somebody who would have found this subject interesting and helpful, please do me the favor of sharing it with them. Whether that's publicly out on social media or privately, it's the best way for people to discover the show is through you, someone who enjoys it already. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting, marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast.